Good morning, everyone. We have been going through uh, 30 days of fasting and prayer. This is, uh, we completed the first week. We got three more weeks to go leading up to Easter. And so I look forward to sharing um, how you guys have been doing with that after uh, fellowship time. Um, you all here are the, definitely the faithful coming out to uh, church this morning. <laughs> We've been talking about uh, spiritual things, and uh, today's topic, lead us not into temptation and deliver us from the evil one. Um, definitely lots of uh, spirits and voices speaking us today, right? <laughs> it's too cold. Stay where it's comfortable. I don't want to go outside. It's cold. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So uh, today's message, um, lead us not in tempta to temptation, but deliver us from evil. So it's going to be an interesting uh, talk today. Not my favorite topic to talk about evil spirits and temptations. Um, so when we're born again, we've been talking about, we become citizens of heaven, right? The kingdom of God. However, it's not something that we inherit instantly, yet we have a temporary life on earth. And the question is, what's it for? What are we supposed to do in this life? Whether it's a year, seven years, or 80 years, or 90 years, what are we supposed to do with our life? And we discuss we are to help usher in this kingdom of God. It is now. It is present. Jesus came in the past. That is also the kingdom of God. Did any of you guys see the Academy Awards this year? Everything, everywhere, all at once, swept like almost every category. Best picture, best actress, best supporting uh, actor, best supporting actress. Even Data from The Goonies won Best Supporting Actor. Do you remember that movie, The Goonies? <laughs> it was a triumphant win for them. But everything, everywhere, all at once is kind of this uh, modern-day matrix, multiverse, and things like that. But it kind of helps describe a little bit of the kingdom of God. It is to come. It is present. And it had come in the past as well. So our time left on earth, we, I threw up this slide. Uh, we are enlisted to fight good over evil. God uses us to usher in the kingdom of God. Yet at the same time, we're flesh and blood. We're yet but uh, Jedi trainees. But when we fast and pray, we tap into the force. We tap into God's strength in the Holy Spirit. Hopefully we grow in our lifetime from a little wide-eyed Padawan or a trainee to a steely-eyed Jedi, focused, defensive, ready for battle. Jesus taught us how to pray and tap into God's Spirit as well. Father in heaven, how holy is your name, talks about our position Thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is heaven. Talks about a heavenly perspective and purpose. Give us this day our daily bread. Talks about 
our provision. And by prayer and fasting, it focuses us and drowns out the distractions of life. Forgive us our debts as we forgive others. God teaches us this is where the battleground begins inside of our hearts. Once we know that we're loved and forgiven, God wants us to reconcile with others. And today's topic, not just reconciliation that God had with us, not just the battles and, and battlefields and, and uh, conquering those uh, triumphs of reconciliation with our intimate uh, people that we live with, our neighbors, but God keeping us from temptation and delivering us from evil. This is the battleground. This is the war that we're in for our hearts and minds. The victory is over evil and temptation. Every day that we're on earth, this is the battle. Part of the Academy Awards, uh, uh, there was a remake of All Quiet on the Western Front. I was able to take that in over the weekend. And just the, gosh, I think it was, I forgot the number, but it was in the millions. I want to say I want to say 7 million people lost their lives over World War I. Um, um, I'll have to look that up again. But it's just some outrageous, outrageous number. Early on in the war, the battle lines were drawn, and they soon engaged in trench warfare. And over the years of the war, from the beginning to the end, over Six or seven million people lost their lives, and that battle line barely moved. Barely moved. It was pretty incredible visualization of the battle. So it was kind of timely that I took that in. Speaking of spiritual warfare, there's, like I said, warfare. The battlefield is in our hearts, in the hearts of our souls. The battlefield is between good and evil. The tempter, instead of love and joy and peace, wants to seed spirits, evil spirits and demons of selfishness, angst, depression, anxiety, worry. Instead of kindness, meanness. Instead of goodness, evilness. Instead of gentleness, harshness. Instead of faithfulness, broken promises instead of self-control, impulsiveness. Instead of patience, a generation that we just want it now, right? We want it now. How many of you love your Amazon Prime? Huh? One day delivery. (laughs) Isn't that pretty cool? One day delivery. So remember that there are evil spirits in the background. That's what we're going to be talking about today. It's not a popular topic. Not every day that we talk about evil spirits in the background. But in Genesis 3, God reminds us. You know, if we believe in God, the spirit, heavenly realm, good versus evil, there are evil spirits that are tempting us. And today's topic, the last couple of times, we've been putting names to them. And if you're going to join us afterwards, after some uh, refreshment, we'll be talking about 
how our prayer and fasting is going. How uh, maybe food um, is a spirit that covers up maybe some hurts, some, for me, procrastination. I eat when I'm bored. I eat when I'm happy. I eat when I'm sad. I eat when I'm lonely. I eat when I'm bored. <laughs> okay? I, I eat when I want to avoid chores. Okay? There's my confession. <laughs> it's been seven days since my last confession. <laughs> but we must be on guard. The serpent is described as the most clever and more, a very crafty being in all of creation. We must be on guard, like having a lightsaber against temptation that will leave us, lead us to evil. Well, that doesn't really apply to me, you might be saying. But that's exactly what Satan wants us to think, that this is not really a topic for me. I'm not engaged in evil the things that I do, the things that I think, they're not evil. But it starts with something very subtle. This is how the tempter works. If we're reminded in Genesis 3 and 4, just in two chapters, one chapter, he went from a simple temptation to eat apple to murder. And then two more chapters in Genesis 6, Mankind, humankind, was thinking of evil all the time in two more chapters. Temptation comes subtly. It starts with a simple question from the tempter. Did God really say? Did God really say this in the Bible? Then we start believing a lie, and then the lie affects our mind, then our thoughts affect our emotions, and then our emotions affect our actions. From selfishness to unkindness leads to unkindness, to sharp sarcasm, to passive, aggressive, passive aggressiveness, to outright aggression to murder. Genesis 4, 7. God warns Cain, evil is right at the doorstep. When Cain was corrected, for, and the Lord gave him a path forward, but God warned, sin is crouching at your door, desiring, desiring to have you, but you must rule over it. So how do we top, stop uh, temptation? How do we stop this progression, this, what they call the slippery slope to evil? Or uh, sometimes some people say it's like boiling, slowly boiling a frog. Have you ever heard of that? You put a, a frog in tepid water, it just sits there content. And then you crank up the, crank up the uh, stove a few degrees, and it still sits there content. And then you put it up the medium, <laughs> and then a slow boil. And it just slowly boils because... The temperature change is just very gradual, and that's how you boil a frog. <laughs> this is how it happens. Little things, temptations. So how do we resist temptation? So I gave you this acronym before, right? HALT. Think about HALT. What does it stand for? 
H, remember if you're hungry or hurt, angry, anxious, lonely, or tired, it speaks of our core needs, our core day-to-day, week-to-week needs. Make room for the power of the Holy Spirit. Make room for God's Spirit. Remember, if we fast and remove some of our uh, habits and bad traits, we're doing them for some reason. If we don't fill it up with something else, it's just going to come back. I like uh, the new feature on my Microsoft email. You uh, respond to an email. Maybe you uh, are reacting to something. Um, someone is saying something and you're responding to the topic and you hit send. And as soon as you hit send, it's, it's, it's gone. Now there's a little icon that says sending. Do you want to cancel? <laughs> I love that. Sending. Do you want to cancel? And recently I looked at it and I said, yeah, I think I do want to cancel that, <laughs> that, that message, that thought, that reaction. And I'll think about it, and I'll respond to it tomorrow. Before, I used to use the draft file. You got your inbox, outbox, and there's a draft file. Type your response, and then close it out, and it goes in the draft. And then 80% of the time, 90% of the time, I'll look at the drafts, and I'll do a definite rewrite and do it differently. Halt. Make room. For the power of God's spirit, God's voice, to um, change us. So we can respond and not react in the flesh. In a nutshell, this is how to resist the tempter. Summed up in um, Ecclesiastes. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. There's you, there's God, and then there's the community. There's you, there's God, and there's the community. In other words, if you battle your battles by yourself, the Bible warns, do you really want to wrestle with Satan like a lion? If you go one-on-one with Satan, I think we're going to lose. The Bible says we are going to lose. God has conquered Satan and his demons, but us, just by ourselves, We're going to lose. So as we go through and facing our battles, whatever they are, remember, we got to do it in community and with God. And that's something that kind of goes against our grain as, uh, you know, Asian sensibilities, right? We don't share our hurts, dirty laundry with other people. We, you know, we put on a good front, don't we? So it's something that we have to get out of. The Catholic Church, we have lots of criticisms against them, but they do have the sacrament of confession. What does the Bible say? Confess your sins to one another. So what? So that you may be healed. Not just confess them to God. Yes, it says confess your sins to God, and God is faithful and just to forgive your sins. But forgive, confess your sins to one another. That is not a discipline that we do in the Protestant church, is it? We don't. Uh, In fact, I think this is one of the evil spirits in modern-day Protestantism. 
is we don't confess our sins to one another. Our leaders, our spiritual leaders, we put up on pedestals. Just like It's called the white coat syndrome, right? When you go to the doctor, you don't want to see them dressed in a sweatshirt, <laughs> right? Or a, a workout clothes, just like you. You don't want to see your doctor, your physician, as just anybody. You want to see them as an expert, all right? I'm having this going on, and you want to know what it is. You know what a diagnosis is, right? It's an educated guess is, is what it is, all right? It's the physician's best guess. But what we want is, what's the diagnosis? What is wrong with me? So we put um, our leaders on a pedestal. I think that's why that is some of the feel behind our disappointment with religious leaders, is we put that pressure on them to be <clears throat> holy, set apart. And there's, as uh, ministers, as leaders, there's very few outlets, right? Small church, small churches, you have your one prof professional minister um, who helps organize things, maybe, preaches the word to you, organize fellowship groups, uh, counsels you. Well, who counsels the minister? <laughs> what? Where does the minister belong? Where is the minister's congregation? Where does the minister's support group? Well, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll send them on sabbatical, maybe, once every 25 years or something like that. So a cord of three strands is not easily broken. We need God to help us battle our battles. We need the community. <clears throat> God wants to give us the power of the Holy Spirit. So this is how we do it. We halt and we breathe in the Holy Spirit. In Luke eleven eleven, it talks about God wants to give you the power of the Holy Spirit. We need only ask. It speaks of if a child asks a parent for bread, are they going to give them a stone? Okay. And here uh, he's even talking about the ungodly. Even an ungodly parent's going to give their kid something to eat, not a stone. It might not be the greatest meal in the world, but <laughs> it's not going to be a stone. Says, the scripture says, how much more so will your heavenly Father give you the gift of the Holy Spirit? The Bible says we lack wisdom because we don't ask for it. So it's there. So remember, we're in a battle on earth until we reach heaven. God enlists us in battle so we can help usher in the kingdom of God, good over evil. For the battle, we must put on the full armor of God. And it's evident in our lives. So Christians must train for battle. That's why we have trials. Christians must train for battle. Versus Hakuna Matata. <laughs> what a wonderful phrase. It's a problem-free philosophy. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Is that song going through your head now? <laughs> Hakuna Matata. It's our problem-free 
philosophy. Hakuna, Matara, come on. <laughs> I thought of this this morning because uh, I was thinking about battles. You think about those in the military. We have some veterans, a couple veterans here, right? How many veterans do we have? You're the daughter of a veteran? Yeah. Yeah. You have, they have so many ranks, right? Right? You get battle-tested, right? Battle-tested. You have experience. And that's what I believe trials are for, trials and tribulations in this world. Now, being an otter, <laughs> an animal that likes to play, lean toward fun things, avoiding hardship, that's an otter, okay? Trials and tribulations, I would rather avoid those personally. And so, you know, many of us are like this. I remember my philosophy when I was uh, uh, Andrew and Armstrong's age. My philosophy wasn't Hakuna Matana. It was, I just want to be happy. That was my philosophy. So how, how to be just want to be happy was to avoid negative things. <laughs> avoid hardship. Avoid negative things. Avoid trial. So you think of uh, Simba, right? He, he's off. He's off in that uh, Hakuna Matata land with uh, uh, Simone and Timba. Tim, Timba? Timbu? Whatever. <laughs> but look at his transformation. Look at Simba's transformation from, uh, I don't want to be worried about this. You know, it's too hard. It's too stressful. Too hurtful. It reminds me of too much hurt. Too much guilt to where he ended up, right? Come, coming back, a man, <laughs> right? Ready to take over the pride and fight. And fight for the good of the pride. This is what we need to steal ourselves for, for battle. Not with pithy sayings. Keep calm. And gobble on. <laughs> Keep calm and carry on was the British um, mentality for muddling through World War I. Or World War II? Not sure where that came popular. I think World War II, maybe. Keep calm and carry on. Or to deal with our problems with false gods, new age, thinking, legal drugs. Keep calm and just breathe. Just be mindful. Is that going to cure our sin, our anxiety, our hurts, habits, and hang-ups? Keep calm and drink coffee. <laughs> Blaise Pascal, I uh, introduced to you before, the philosopher and writer and mathematician of his day um, who wrote one of the computer languages, he has a little, uh, one of his Pence's writings, it was, it's called Diversion. Diversion. He describes human nature that if we didn't have diversion, we start 
looking at reality <laughs> of our lives, our true nature. And we don't like that when we see what's really there, and so we find diversion to cover up the pain that we see inside or lack of reconciliation with God, other people, and ourselves. We divert. It's so applicable to America, right? We have the resources for every kind of diversion, don't we? Look at all the television that we watch. Uh, They don't like to have it with little kids because, right, you look at a television cartoon, changes frame, what? Every, how many seconds? I think it's three seconds. Every three seconds, it's a change of frame. So we wonder why kids can't just sit and, and, uh, and concentrate and be present. We need, we need diversion. So, Scripture says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Why? So that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Pray and leave room for God's Holy Spirit, renewing our mind so that we may prove what is that perfect will of God in our lives. Sometimes we need to remove the evil spirits. I once did a marriage conference entitled Plant Seeds and Pull Weeds. Plant seeds and pull weeds. Everybody wants a beautiful garden, right? Donovan will appreciate this. Everybody wants a beautiful garden, a vision of this lush garden. But you not only have to, right, plant seeds, (laughs) you also have to pull weeds. So sometimes it means removing the evil spirits. And again, if we have nothing to fill that void, it's just going to come back. And sometimes it's stinking thinking. Here are some names for the spirits that are, we need to remove. This is a quote from Charles Glassman. I like this. We'll improve our health, our life, if we go on this elimination diet. Remove the spirit of anger. How about the spirit of regret, the spirit of resentment, the spirit of guilt, the spirit of blame, the spirit of worry? Then watch your health and life improve. So here's a summary slide. Halt. Recognize our needs. Be honest with ourselves. Pause and breathe and breathe in the Holy Spirit, God's word. For those of you that are on this 30-day fast with me, um, don't leave your mind empty and your heart empty. Stop the diversions. It may, a warning, it may expose needs and hurts, but learn to fill it with constructive habits versus unconstructive habits. Eating, snacking, Diversions. 
But fill it instead, like I said, that cord of three strands, communion with God, fellowship with other believers, meditation on God's word, renewing our minds, God's perfect will. As I have been trying to lead by example for you guys with my own prayer and fasting, when I have been anxious this past, I've been preaching to you guys for five months. <laughs> five months times four, that's 20 weeks I've been preparing. And, uh, you know, sometimes my heart and mind and emotions tend to be like, Manic depressive, you know, bipolar, you know, sometimes I'm high, sometimes I'm low, sometimes I'm high, sometimes I'm low. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Your motivation, your mood, and things like that. So I've been battling with that. But I know I needed, you know, this discipline of consistency. But filling it with God's word has been uh, very helpful. And literally, I have to just stop my mind from going to anxious places. Um, I used to, be, uh, I'm still a very light sleeper. And when I have an anxious mind, I'll just replay things in my mind, you know, funky interactions, you know. Um, if you're not at peace with somebody or in an argument with somebody, you just kind of mull over things over and over again in your mind. I tend to do that. And I've been literally doing this. I've been uh, using, like I said, Bible Gateway. I gave you that resource, right? Bible Gateway, you click on audio and hit who's going to read it to you. You can pick different voices, and one of them says dramatization. And it reads the scripture to you like a play. <clears throat> and when I'm anxious, I'll just fill my mind with God's word. I'll fill my mind with, um, there's wonderful things, even on YouTube, you just punch in, um, Jesus is teaching on the Holy Spirit. Jesus is teaching on demons. And uh, I, got a, I got someone posted every example of scripture that Jesus talks about, the Holy Spirit, in the whole New Testament. I just fill my mind with that where I start concentrating on what God wants to tell you guys this next Sunday. I'll just start thinking. Sermon preparation. Unlike, you know, like a paper, I'll just start opening my mind up to what God wants to share with you guys for every Sunday. So this is, we need, a, where am I at? Communion with God, fellowship with others, prayer and fasting, fasting focuses us from distractions and prepares us for a little battle. So look at that uh, little Yoda, baby Yoda there. Steely-eyed, lightsaber drawn, ready for battle. This is what we need to do. In fact, this past five months, I'll share with you. Here's our topic today. Deliver us from evil, and protect us from temptation. This past month, I have been attacked at work uh, with false accusations, 
full frontal attack to my name. <laughs> if I didn't have a foundation, man, I, I would uh, be hurt, anxious, uh, swinging back, <laughs> you know? But God is guiding me to respond assertively to protect my name. And I'm hoping and praying this person, I know this person is battling their own demons, my, this coworker. I've been attacked at home with someone, you know, close to my extended family. Strife. I've been attacked in my own mind with my own personal struggles, just like we all have. Whether it's something big or something simple from week to week, you want to be consistent from your week to week, month to month routine, your uh, New Year's resolutions, whatever they are. The battleground is in our hearts. So let's focus on this three-minute video I'm going to show you. It's this video of Luke Skywalker training with Yoda. I shared one of these before, but it's a scene when uh, Luke is in training. So he's learning some things. He's learning to harness the force, lift up things, lift up rocks, stand on his head, whatever. But he starts feeling this cold, spirit around him that he has to do battle with and he goes into this dark cave and then Yoda is saying that place is strong with the dark side of the force a domain of evil it is in you you must go Luke says what's in there Yoda says only what you take with you Only what you take with you. Such great writing. What's in there? Only that which you take with you. So these were Luke's uh, demons. And when I first recall this scene, I thought, well, he was like in a defensive mode, right? Well, who drew his lightsaber first? Luke did, (laughs) right? Because of his fear. In fact, it was Darth Vader who was on the defensive. But in the end, who was the demon? It was Luke himself, right? Luke himself. So in closing, we're going to shift gears from Star Wars and lightsabers from the spiritual world and demons that we've put names to Recognize that greater is he within you than he that is in the world. Realize that in this world, Jesus said, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Tribulation is like trials that we discussed. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. That is, Jesus has overcome sin and death. So whatever trial you're going through, whatever battles you are in, whatever demons that are inside of us that we have 
are fearful of maybe facing like Luke, know that Jesus has overcome them already. Even if someone takes our life or something disabling happens to us. Let me read you this quote from one of my meditations this week. You have heard it said, there is a spiritual battle taking place. The whole world lies under the power of the evil one. But remember, Scripture has already told us that the forces of evil in the heavenly realms are already overcome. Christ has already gained victory over them. We, too, have overcome them. They are disarmed by Christ. So though we we continue to wage war and battle with our time left on earth, be encouraged that in this world we will have tribulation and trial. But be of good cheer, Jesus says, for I have already overcome them. All your battles. So let's meditate on this closing song about how much God loves us. Apostle Paul says, I am convinced of this, of God's love for us, that nothing in all of creation, neither life nor even death, any powers above the earth or below the earth, the past or the future, can separate us from the love of God. And it all starts there. Whatever battle we're going through, whether it be disability, even our eventual death, or battles or demons, God has conquered it, and God is with us, and God loves us. Let's close in prayer. God, we just thank you for your love. You're the Lord of love, has come to me, God, and we want to pass it on. God, we thank you that you have said there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. And all these spiritual battles that we will encounter in this world, God, you have already conquered them. And we know, thank you, God, for teaching us, teaching me that these trials and tribulation is for our good, for our growing, for your good purpose, God, to help usher in your kingdom, to usher in good over evil. And it starts with the battlefield of each of our hearts today, God. So, God, may you reign in our hearts And may that spread with reconciliation to those around us. In your son's name we pray and all God's people said, Amen. amen.